Welcome to episode 11 of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will be talking about season 6 of Game of Thrones, reviewing the finale, and predicting where the show is going. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Alright, well, today we have another special guest. It's been, I, I guess this is like a theme with our Game of Thrones episodes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we have another guest. It's Bobby Whitehouse. Say hi, Bobby. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, Bobby is in Virginia right now. That's where I go to school. So, got him on Skype. So, we apologize for any audio difficulties that may come up. We're working out the kinks, but we got to test it out for when I go back to school. So, it is what it is. Um, Bobby is relatively new to Game of Thrones, right? When did you start watching? Um, let's see. I think I started about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Watched all of it. <laughs> Didn't read the books. Good so, man. I just know everything that's been on TV. Yeah, we're, we're both on the same page there. I mean, I know a lot of book stuff just from Drew and listening to his rants for <laughs> a couple hours, which I yeah. think you've been privy to a couple of those, Bobby. Um, but yeah, so... Here we go. Um, let's start. Let's start with this season as a whole. Where do you think it ranks when compared to like the rest of the show? This is one of my favorite seasons of the whole entire show. So it's definitely in like the top three for me. Definitely top three. I, yeah. Dude, I'm yeah. I'm willing to go balls. So I look. <laughs> this is the best season we've ever had. I'm so, yeah. Well, I'm just the, one. Yeah, um, Bobby. What do you think? I think it was the best season so far. Because, like, it covered all the different parts of the story pretty equally. Mm-hmm. And, like, four and five were kind of slow with the storytelling. Definitely. But, like, season six picked it up, and there was just a lot more to it. Yeah. So I really like that. I think you're, you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, the pacing of the season is what kind of set it apart from the rest of them. Um, whereas, you're right, in season four and five, um, even though I did like season four, more than season five, I wasn't the biggest fan of season five. Um, it, it, it was slow. It just was. And, mm-hmm. um, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it started off, um, it start like the, the past couple seasons have started off really slow and then mm-hmm. get built to these epic finales that we've gotten, whether it be in the episode nines or the episode eights, um, like last season was Heart Home. Um, but this season is just in like episode after episode after episode. Like it's hard. Like we're going to get to like our least favorite episodes, but it's hard to pick out a least favorite episode in the season. Um, because it was just, in general, it was solid. Like, it's hard to pick out multiple. I think we all have, like, at least one episode that we're like, eh, it wasn't the greatest. But... It was still a pretty good episode, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It was just... It was a great season. I, I think it was the best season we've ever had, just because of the sheer number of episodes that, if you think about it, there are at least... I think most people will agree there are at least three episodes this season that will be argued among the best of the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what sets this season apart. So speaking of those episodes, what are your guys' favorite episodes of the season? I think my favorite episodes is between four, episode nine and ten, mm-hmm. for sure. Because yep. there were, four was when you see John and Santa really gathered together. Yep. 
the first time since like the beginning of the show. Exactly. John gets back into the fray, you know. So that that episode's great. Episode nine is the uh, is the Battle of the Bastards. You see Daenerys riding along with her dragons, mm. destroying the whole entire fleet. John punching the crap out of Ramsay was great, and then the payoff to his death was fantastic. Yep. And then episode ten was just. So much happened, man. We'll get to episode 10. We're going to review that, but... Oh, guys, by the way, this is spoiler. This is with spoilers, oh, by the way, so... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if we're going to talk <laughs> Game of Thrones, I mean, at this point, you should know our kind of formula. Yeah. Um, we're going with full spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the description <laughs> of the episode just to be safe. But, yeah, I would agree with you. Episode... And I would throw episode 2 in there as well. I mean, it, the pacing-wise, episode two was... That was the one where I was like, oh my gosh, we are moving this season. <laughs> we are really moving. Yeah. And then at the end, we get John coming back in that episode. So that's probably my favorite moment, mm-hmm. probably, of the season. Just John coming back. Because we all kind of knew it was happening. Yeah. Or we knew it was going to happen. But when it did, it was just so like, oh my gosh. And they set you up, even though you knew it was going to happen. Like, you thought for a second, oh, is he not coming? And then it's like, boom, he's coming back. Um, and then I would agree with episode four. As soon as that episode happened, I was like, that was probably my favorite episode of the entire show. It was just every single Everything thing that, that we went happen. to was just, it worked. And it paid off, and it paid off. And then, but then episode nine happened, and you're like, oh my gosh, that was... <laughs> see, I had, I, I did have my issues with that episode, which you can go back and listen to our review of that episode. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, overall, like, that was a great episode, and the battle was the best battle we've ever seen on television. Yeah. Hands down. It just was. And then episode 10, I think it's my favorite episode. <laughs> I really do. It's, episode right now, it's, be- it's between two and four for me right now. Um, but, or, I mean, not two and four, four and ten. Ten me. was just a fantastic yes, episode. which we will get to that one. Um, <laughs> Bobby, what are your favorite episodes? Um, uh, I think obviously, like, four, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. Because, like, two was good, too, because that's when John Snow comes back to life. And he's back, but then in Ford, he's, like, really back. Yeah. Like, he's John Snow. He's 100% mm-hmm. And, you know, he's reunited with Sansa, and they're like, let's take Winterfell back. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Obviously, nine, for obvious reasons, it was great. The battle was great. Mm-hmm. Um... And then in 10, there was so much to it. <laughs> and it was just yeah. great. What was your guys' favorite, like, character no. arc in this season? Um, I'm gonna have to say it was between, like, the stuff that was going on in Marine was really interesting. So I was definitely, I, like. I agree. I think people are kind of sleeping on that. Yeah, the stuff that really happened with, Mar- with Marine was really great. And then obviously, I think my favorite part was the John and Sansa stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was really interesting to see them really try to get back into into power there. So it's yeah. pretty pretty good. Yeah. What about you, Bobby? Um I liked John and Sansa getting back together. Mm-hmm. Uh that was good to actually have Starks together working together again like yeah. a family. Um everything with Tyrion I love. Mm-hmm. Like people are sleeping on him. No one's talking about him. But he, he I think he's been one of the most important parts of the season. Like how he's run Marine without Daenerys there. Yeah. And how he's really been a good hand of the queen. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people really realize that because 
that whole entire arc was really meant for him to really gain her trust. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of people really realize that. And it would, he, he did it, and he tried his best to do a good job, and he mm-hmm. overall did. But, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what that yeah. arc was. It was about him gaining Daenerys' trust. And we get, like, we get the full arc because he fails. He does fail. Ultimately, like, I mean, not ultimately, but he has that moment of failure when they come back to attack and he's like, my plan didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, he made this deal and they broke it. So he's kind of like, I'm screwed. But yeah. then he would prove com- competent enough that we get that payoff of Daenerys in episode 10 being like, look, I trust you. And you're going to be my hand yeah. king. And that was, it was a great payoff for that arc. Um, but look, I think the easy answer is, it might be the easy answer, but it's the best answer. It's Jon Snow. Every single time the man was yeah. on screen, it was, it was great. From him coming back to life in that fashion that I've already talked about. Yeah. <laughs> to that moment where he walks away and says, my watch has ended. Another great moment. His moment with Sansa, um, his moment where he's le- where he's sitting like that whole episode where he's talking to Sansa like, look, we have our issues, but it's and she has to convince him, and he's like, I've been fighting my whole life like that every time where he's like, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm tired <laughs> of this, but he realizes because look. Yes, we found we had a revelation in the last episode, which we will definitely be talking about. But he was raised by Ned Stark, so mm-hmm. he's got that kind of yeah. mindset where I've got to do what I've got to do, even if it's not the easiest route. I've got to do it, and you know he starts to doubt that, but he comes ultimately comes back to it. And then obviously the Battle of the Bastards was. I mean, we will talk. We can talk about that episode again for forever. <laughs> And then even in this last episode where they proclaim him King of the North, King of the North again, um, which again, we'll talk about. <laughs> so I, I just, every time Jon Snow was on screen, it worked. Um, even in that one scene that I, I thought that, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago where I thought it was repetitive. I mean, yeah, was the scene necessary in my mind? No, but it was still entertaining to watch because Jon Snow was being Jon Snow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my answer for that. Well, let, let's not say too positive. Let's get a little negative. What was your least favorite episode aspect? Like, what was your least favorite part of the season? I'm gonna have to go with King's Landing. I mean, I really did not care for mm-hmm. King's Landing. I think episode six was the one where I think they really had their focus on King's mm-hmm. Landing, and I really didn't care for it much yeah. until it hit episode ten. Yep. To be honest with you, exactly. <laughs> like it was. It's just, I think it's, it was, it was ever since what, episode, like, season five, or, and then that, that, that happened with the High Sparrow, mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't care for it, yeah. you know? It's stuff that, it's really boring, mm-hmm. and I just want more stuff that's going on in the North and with Daenerys. That's, yeah. that, that storyline just really dragged on to me too long. I, I would agree, um, everything in King's Landing, and episode six was my least favorite episode, mostly because it did focus on King's Landing, and I think I've told, I, I might have said on this podcast before why I think King's Landing, th- that storyline failed. And I think it was because we just didn't know anybody's motives. We don't know what anybody wants. And the thing is, we have to have somebody who we are mentally and emotionally behind for us to have an attachment to it. And we couldn't be behind anybody because we don't know what anybody's goal is. We don't know what anybody's drive is. And... You know, 
Like, everyone's plotting, but nobody knows what's going on, including the audience. And you can't have a successful storyline if the audience has no idea what's happening. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think that storyline kind of fell flat. And that episode where they focused on that, it was just, it was a letdown because you thought, oh, we're going to get the trial or we're going to get her marching through the city. Like, and it was just like, it kind of fell flat and I, it, it stinks. And, um, what I would compare it to, but like kind of oppose it to is, um, Daenerys' storyline over the entire show. Mm-hmm. People complained and I, 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 I will admit, <laughs> I complained. About Daenerys' storyline, felt like it was taking too long to get there. But now you look at where she is, where she is at the end of this season, she couldn't be there without every single roadblock that she hit. She needed the Unsullied. She needed the Dothraki. And as much as I remember writing that huge text to Ozzy over here (laughs) about why I was annoyed with Daenerys going back to where she started with the Dothraki... But she had to, because now she has a Dothraki at her back, as well as the Unsullied. And she's got somebody mm-hmm. back in Marine who can rule for her. And she's got Tyrion at her side. And she's got all those ships, with Greyjoys leading the ships. So you can't, like, ev- that worked, because every roadblock added something. And it built up her character and her position. But with this storyline, with In King's Landing, it was all wasted, because they all died. What was the point? What was the point of any of this except to get, I guess, get Cersei on the throne? That's all you could say. But, look, I know some people are like, oh, she's so dangerous now that she doesn't have her kids. I, I, It just seems like it's inevitable that she's going to be kicked off the throne. Like, I, I don't think it's going to last too long, which we'll get there in our predictions. But I don't think that's going to last very long. So it just didn't feel like it had any weight to it. Um... Bobby, what do you think about your least favorite aspects of the the season? Um, like obviously it was Kings of Landing. Yeah. But like everything going on there is important because that's where the Iron Throne is. Mm-hmm. But like the whole series, it's pretty much been the Lannisters in charge. Like nothing's changed mm-hmm. at all. Like it was Joffrey and Tom and, and now Cersei. So really, like, they're not doing anything to keep my attention there. Yeah. And, like, you don't know what you wanted. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know anyone's motives. I mean, like, I generally Cersei wanted to be on the throne. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing else to it. Like, you knew Marjorie, R.I.P., was, like, trying to find a way to get her and Lords out of it. Yeah. But, but you didn't know what she was doing and who she was trying to, like, play. So, mm-hmm. so there's really, it was hard to follow. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much to follow in King's Landing. Yeah, I, I think the biggest tragedy in what's happening, or what happened with King's Landing is Marjorie. I will miss her dearly. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the, the fact that we all kind of have the same like negative and really... I mean, we all kind of had the same episode, which uh, our friend, speaking of Drew from before, he was, he loved that episode. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, like, I've had to, I've tried to get him to. Well, he's Drew. Him. That's, yeah, really, that's true. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Um, so he, I, I don't know. I, just the fact that we all have the same kind of speaks to this season. And yes, it maybe has one flaw, but that's really its only flaw. I can't think of many other things where I'm just like, I don't really care. Like, even Arya, 
some people will complain about Arya's storyline, and I do, I understand where they're coming from when complaining about Arya's storyline, because it kind of felt like, at the time, it kind of felt like, what was the point of that? But then you now look at what she just used, yeah. what she's been learning. Like, I'm sorry, if you would look at that storyline and say it was a waste of time, you are mistaken, my friend. <laughs> um, it so, was worth a wait. Yep. I completely agree, because that was... That just, was fantastic. It, Killed me when it happened. I was like, Ooh. I was like, she's actually pretty cute, Jamie. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and at the end of the season, then I'm like, oh crap, never yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really weird. Um, and I just, I really like the season. And last thing I want to say, unless Ozzy has anything else to add into this, or Bobby for that matter, last thing I want to say about this season as a whole, really going back to next or last season. Miguel Sapochnik, mm-hmm. he directed the last two episodes of the season, so that's Battle of the Bastards and the finale, and he directed Hard Home. Mm-hmm. So, my hat's off to you, my friend. You are my favorite Game of Thrones director by far, <laughs> because Hard Home might be my second favorite episode of the show. <laughs> Maybe third. <laughs> like, it's up there. Yeah, he did, a, he did a great job. He is killing it, and I hope they bring him back. I don't know how many, many more. I think I read something that they officially announced they're getting two more seasons or something like that. Who knows when they'll be, how long they'll be, but um, they better bring this man back because he is killing it. So shout out to him. Anything else to add in, guys, on this season? Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. Like, um, at going into season, I'm just going to say like going into ending this season, mm-hmm. a lot of characters have died, but a lot of them as well are starting off way better than when they started. Yeah. I mean, John was dead. Now he's king of the North. Yeah. Sansa's by his side. Arya's no longer blind. She's out there. Like, she's an assassin. What we've always wanted. Taking out people on her list. Cersei's now the queen. And now you got Tyrion. By Daenerys' side, finally mm-hmm. crossing Daenerys. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have characters in a lot better shape than where they started yep. off this season. Does that make you uneasy? Because we're so used to pain and suffering with Game of Thrones that you're like, oh, something bad's going to happen. I do think bad stuff is going to happen, yeah. but like, I think I think the characters are, at this point, they're really ready to really face it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's yeah. not really... I, shocking at this point. Like they're really, they've gone through so much at this point, And now that people are all together with their alliances and stuff like that, they're just going to face it head on, not by themselves, but as a team and really mm-hmm. work to, to get past it. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, but the, but I do think like for me personally, when good things happen on the show, I'm like, Hey, like I, I start to question like, Ooh, are they struggling without George R. R. Martin? Or I start to question, Ooh, Maybe something bad's about to happen. But the one thing that I keep like going back and convincing myself that we're alright is the fact that yes, they are in better positions than we are used to them being in, but we are set up for conflict. I mean, the White Walkers are still coming and John is stuck between, yes, he's the King of the North right now, but he's stuck between White Walkers on one side and King's Landing led by Cersei Lannister on the other side. Not to mention, there are now, if what Bran knows comes out, there are going to be See, questions I, about I told his you, lineage. And I told you. <laughs> um, there are going to be questions about his um, right to be King of the North. 
So we're set up for, and also let's not sleep on me and Bobby. We're having this conversation a little bit before, but we'll get into it because we disagree on this. I think we're set up for some conflict between Sansa and John. Why would you say, why do you think that? (laughs) Because Littlefinger put that seed in her head. Like you should be ruling. And John was even saying, I think you should rule. And then they all proclaim him King of the North. So she had that in her head. Like I'm going to be the lady of Winterfell. I'm going to be all set up. And then they proclaim. I, I think, think there's, I, I think, think we're set up for conflict. But I don't, I don't think she's necessarily upset. You know, I mean, I, I think, no, because you see her smiling, calling John King of the North. And then the only time you really see her upset at the, and the whole entire scene is when, um, little fingers really giving her like this stare, basically saying like, like John, John needs to be careful at this point because you know she sees, she knows who Littlefinger is, and she yeah. knows that basically, like he's gonna at the end of the day he's gonna try to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. So I think she's worried about John, not necessarily that she's worried about like the whole about him being king of the north because she seems happy for him. You have, I yeah. don't know. I think you might have to watch the whole scene again because it maybe, looks like maybe. she's really happy for him because she's smiling, looking at everybody, and then she sees Littlefinger. She's like. But you're, you're I doing, it, you're planning something right now. To me, it was more of she morning. saw him and she was reminded he he told me this was going to happen. Like, and she was like, "Crap, <laughs> I I just lost some power here." And that's how I kind of read that situation. But Bobby, you agree with Ozzy more, correct? I do. Yeah. Like, what I think is she's trying to trick Littlefinger, like he tries to trick everyone else. Like, she's genuinely happy for John, thinks he should be king of the North. Then saw Littlefinger and was like, right, I have to make him think I want it to be me, get him in a position that I want him. And then, like, I just genuinely think she knows what he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. And she's going to do what she can to protect John Mm -hmm. from him. I think that's what she's doing there. Like, I don't think little fingers in control of that. See, I look, I like Sansa as much as the next guy. <laughs> I, I, I really like, I do like Sansa and I've been a defender of her for a long time. But I, I just don't, I think, I don't think she's as smart as she thinks she is. Yeah, I know, I know she doesn't, I know, I know that, I can't agree with that, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think, I think when John said to her, look, we need to trust each other, mm-hmm. we're all that basically we have left and we have so many enemies now. Yeah. I think, she needs. I think she's going to be smart, and I think she's going to tell John mm-hmm. to like be careful about Littlefinger yeah. because, I mean, the Knights of the Vale were cheering along with everybody else, saying King of the North. So Littlefinger really. I mean, but he wasn't. He's leaving. He wasn't. I mean, he's the, he was the only one who really wasn't cheering. So I mean, I think she's going to tell John, "Hey, like we need to figure out yeah. what he's planning because mm-hmm. it's to overthrow you at this point." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, we are set up for conflict there with people on both sides of everything, like of Winterfell, basically hating John, And we're set up for conflict with Cersei because she like, yes, she's on the throne, but she has so many people that hate her and she wiped out, she wiped out heads of a lot of families. That's not going to go over yeah. well. Yes, they were her enemies. And yes, you could say she took care of all her enemies. She's got nobody to, left to be afraid of, but that's gonna you blow up a sept full of people. You're gonna piss some people off. Yeah, I mean she. I mean yeah. you saw in the last scene that when Daenerys was 
uh, sailing to the sailing, sh- you saw the Tyrell ships. Mm-hmm. You saw a lot of different family ship there. So exactly. you saw that there was some definitely. And some that's what I'm there. getting for. We're getting to. We are definitely set up for conflict with Daenerys, and she is going to come in, and I think she's going to wreck shop. But we'll have that discussion in predictions. <laughs> um, and especially now that Daenerys has um, the Tyrells and Dorne at her back, yeah, um, she. She's in a good position, but I do think she's set up for some conflict as well. Yes, with the Lannisters coming up, but let's not forget, Euron is still out there. Euron Greyjoy. They didn't introduce this man for nothing. I don't think they introduced him for nothing. If if he doesn't appear in the rest of the show, it wouldn't make any sense. No, I mean, I think that he yeah. will because they do have to take back the Iron Islands because they did agree. They did agree. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. Though. I think it'll be a speed. Like, I think I'm going to, I'm just going to say my prediction like later. I'm not yeah. going to say anything, but I think, I think I already have like a prediction. Of what's okay. Gonna okay. Yeah. I think that's going to be a speed bump for her, but we'll see about that. Um, Bobby, do you, you see this as like a more of a happy ending or do you see that we've got some conflict up ahead? Um, I think in the end, like, at the end of the series, some people will be happy, but there won't be a lot of happiness like at the beginning of next season. Yeah, I think like obviously they're heading towards war because mm-hmm. Cersei's not going to give up the throne. Yeah, um, I think Euron's obviously going to be on her side against the Theon. That is true. Euron um, Euron did say that he want basically wants to just marry a queen so he can be the king. And yeah. Cersei's a husbandless queen right now, so maybe he goes and he's like, yeah. "Look, I'll defend you against." I have a theory about that. Okay, too, yeah, okay. Maybe. All right, we'll get there. Two predictions. Um, all right. Well, let's move more towards the finale as a whole. Let's kind of go scene by scene because, like we kind of said in our favorite episodes, this one was packed full and was probably my favorite episode. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> let's get into it. Starting off with that opening. Um, first thing I want to bring up is something that I don't think you, know, you would necessarily think of, but the music in this opening was really strange, but then I think it worked perfectly. Yeah. At first I was like, what kind of music are they playing? <laughs> but then it built up so perfectly that I was like, yeah, this is glorious. And then it led, it built up right to the explosion. And it was just like, bravo to whoever <laughs> scored this episode because that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you guys notice the score when you were yeah, watching? I, I noticed the score yeah. and I was just like, this is really fishy. <laughs> Bobby, what'd you think? Um, I thought, like, it was weird at first, and then, like, just for the situation, it built, and it got, like, it was perfect for it. What I was confused by is it sounded like they were singing Aria. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if you guys caught that, but, like, I watched it twice, and both times I thought they were singing Aria. That's strange. <laughs> like, maybe that's just me? <laughs> I but, didn't hear it. I mean, I want to listen to it again now. Uh, now, <laughs> now I'm probably going to hear it if I watch it again. Aria! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just thought that's what they were saying, so I was really confused. I was like, what does she have to do with this? <laughs> um, let me just say, let me toot my own horn here. 
I definitely called the wildfire from like the moment that she had the oh, whole yeah. rumor thing. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I was like, oh, th- she's definitely talking about wildfire. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. And that was set up perfectly. And I, look, I was, that was a huge explosion. And I had never, I never thought we'd see anything like that on this show where like we literally watched like Terminator 2 style people like this, kind of get disintegrated (laughs) and it was it was incredible um did you guys like were you guys shocked by that scene just like what we were what they showed us and kind of how it built i was just like i mean like first of all when they started off when they stabbed the maester i was just like oh crap like this is definitely like crazy right now she's literally taking out people one by one Mm -hmm. and then when you see him crawling to the wildfire i'm just like Oh crap, man. <laughs> and then you like, you slowly see the candle burn out. I'm just like, dude, you're gonna die. <laughs> and then, and it's just like, you see the build up also because no one's able to leave. Mm-hmm. No one's able, like, you know, you have the high sparrows people like really just trapping everybody there. And it's just yeah. like, wow, like yeah. there's just no way out at this point. Like, everyone's going to just die. And you see it in Marjorie's face. She's just like, we can't go anywhere. And she's looking at her dad, like we're like, you know, like in despair. And it's just crazy. Cause it's just, everybody knows something's going to hit at this point. Yeah. Even the ice barrel, he's confused. Like something's mm-hmm. really going to happen at this point. And then it just all goes down. You're just like, I was in shock to be honest yeah. with you. Cause I'm just like, I did not like believe this was going to happen. Yeah. Like I really wanted the high sparrow to die, but not Marjorie. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, no Marjorie. Yes. to high sparrow. No. To Marjorie. <laughs> and like, I was just shocked by how everything happened. Exactly. Because look, I wanted the high sparrow to die and I knew Cersei was going to do something with the wildfire. But I thought that for sure that people were going to, some people were going to get out because the kingdom is left in sham- shambles now. Who the heck? I was like, first of all, who's in charge of House Lannister at this point? Kevin is dead. Um, who, I mean, the Tyrells are basically, like, their entire, like, family line is gone. Lady Olena is the head of the household, and then that's it. Um, and I was just like, Marjorie was a character who, for a long time, she proved time and time again that she is at least, like, just verging on Cersei's level when it comes to manipulating people. Mm-hmm. But she was a better person. So you kind of rooted for her. And then to see that, like, even though she was still manipulating people, because we never got it fully confirmed, which annoys me, but I do think that she was playing the High Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she fell short. Cersei was just too ruthless, and it, it, like I was just like, no, they're not going to kill Marjorie, and it happened, and it was just the the because the fact that she knew that she knew something was wrong just proves how close to Cersei's level intellectually she was. Yeah, so yeah. that's why that's kind of what shocked me was I mean, as much as like yeah, we joke because Marjorie is very attractive, and she mm-hmm. is. But <laughs> she she was a great character, and I do think she had more of a heart to her than Cersei did. Yeah, I mean, when, she was on yeah. that level. Yeah, the way she explained it to the High Sparrow, I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow!" Like she, she has knew. Cersei figured out. Yeah. 
So, um, and I'm happy you mentioned the Grand Maester because he's a character who I who I've low key wanted dead for a long time, and he, I'm very happy. <laughs> so, Bobby, what did you think of this opening? Um, I wasn't surprised that Cersei like used the wildfire mm-hmm. because that was obvious as soon as someone's like the rumor's true. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm surprised that she killed Marjorie. Because, like, you could tell she wasn't a huge fan. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think... I'm not surprised that she killed Marjorie. I'm just surprised that, but as a I show, a Marjorie didn't get out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little surprised she killed her because, like, she knew how much Tommen loved her. Yep. And, and like, how much she loves Tommen, her own son. Like, why would she do that to him? That's what surprised me. Yep. And this can lead us right into, that's a great transition, into Tommen and what he ended up doing. You know, I really didn't care for Tommen, to be honest with you. But I really really felt bad for him at the end of this. Because it's just like, Mm -hmm. first of all, he lost this girl that he really liked. Mm -hmm. Arguably loved because he's a kid. But he really liked her. And he was all alone in this situation. And I feel like... He was really trying to do the best thing, but I think at the end of the day, he felt that he was being just used yep. by his mom, by Marjorie, the High Sparrow. I feel mm-hmm. like he was just being used, that he realized then that he was being used by all these people. So I think his last, I think the only thing that he felt that he could do is really just like get out that window and really, yep. that was his choice. Yep. Like that was the only thing that he felt he could do. It was a very fitting end to his character mm-hmm. because he was, he had been a coward and a weak character the entire time. So he took a weak death. I mean, he took the easy way out, and I think that it was just a very fitting end to his character. But one interesting thing to, th- thing to think about, he doesn't know that Cersei wasn't at the trial. Because mm-hmm. he never saw his mom. So, for all he knew, his mom just died, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure... I mean, yes, you could argue that he put it together because the mountain kept him there, and yeah. the mountain six fires Cersei's side, but... Yeah. It's very possible that he thought Cersei was dead, too, especially as dumb as he was. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But, I think yeah. that could have been part of her plan to make him think she was there. Because if he knew she was safe, I don't think he would have killed himself. So she had to make him think. Really? You're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like she had to make sure he would die. So like she couldn't kill her son. Okay, but I I can see where he's coming from because you have to admit she did not show any emotion towards his death. Mm-hmm. She did not show yeah. any emotion, and that's what I was actually wanting to talk about. She really didn't show any emotion. You could see she showed emotion for Joffrey. You can see that she showed um, emotion for her daughter. But when it comes to Tommen, like when she says "Let me see," she just sees his body and she's just like, "Okay, just have him have Burn his ashes burned and just spread it around where the where the." Where I the think that was, was more burned. just out of so, yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know if at this point she was particularly immune to really losing her kids, but it did definitely show that she really wasn't as distraught as she was. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, Yeah. at this point, she already knew that she was going to get all this power. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that she ultimately wanted was to be the queen of the Irons, just to be the queen yeah. and to just really gain all this power. Yeah. I, I think a big part of like, okay, so you said... She wanted his ashes put at, like, the ruins of the Sep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like, she wanted that because everyone who was keeping her out of power at that point died there. 
And she that probably saw point. Tommen as someone who was keeping her out of power. Like, he was pretty much the only one left. And she just, like, dumped him in with that group of everyone keeping her from the Iron Throne. And she just, at that point, didn't care. She was like, put him with everyone else. It yeah. was in my way. That, you're, that point kind of convinces me a little bit. Not fully. I'm still... Because we've had, for me, it kind of... We've had it beaten into our heads so much and so often, especially this season, that all Cersei cares about is her children. So mm-hmm. I just, I can't get myself to the point where Cersei planned on her son dying. I'm not, I don't know if she planned on her son dying, but I don't think that she particularly loved Tommen as much as she loved Joffrey and her daughter. Yeah. Because she, she was really, I could, like, you could tell that she was sort of annoyed with Tommen this season as well. Mm-hmm. Like, he was because very she didn't have weak. Control of him. She didn't have control of Joffrey either, but no. you could tell that, like, but she was, so. she respected him as a leader in a sense, because he would just do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. Tommen yeah. was, like, following the highest barrel, following Marjorie, and then she he was then, Yeah, like, he was, like I said, he was, like, a little pawn of everybody. Yeah. So, it's like, she really didn't respect him as a leader, and she really didn't, I just don't think she particularly cared. I mean, yeah, she cared, but it's not yeah. like she was, like, okay, like, like, I love you so much, I'm going to have you buried. Yeah. Like, <laughs> See, I, I don't know. For me, I took that more as, like, she's just defeated. Like, she's had so many... She's had all three of her t- kids die, and she's just like, I, I can't... I'm, I'm, I don't have any more emotions to give, you know? And with that, to me, makes a little more sense. But I, I get where you guys are coming from. I do. Um, but... One thing I do just want to touch on is, yes, we all kind of joke about Tom and how he's such a weakened character, and mm-hmm. but to me, he is the most tragic character on the show we've ever had, mm-hmm. because he's so, like, he he didn't ask to be king. He wasn't supposed to be king. Joffrey was supposed to be king. And he's, yeah. like, the youngest kid, and he is so, like, innocent, and all he wanted was to make everybody happy. He just wanted to be liked. Yeah. And he is just, like, he was used by everybody. Everybody was just using him, using him, using him. And then he loses everybody he cared about. Yeah, that, It's so that's, tragic. That's I'm, what I'm like, saying. Like, I, I do really feel bad for that's him. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you don't care for him, but at the end, you really do feel bad. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like you realize this whole entire time is just being yeah. laid by everybody. And yeah. I think, like, the last move, honestly, I believe, I believe, like, the last move he, he said, I mean, like, my move is going to be to die because I don't want anybody using me anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a sucky way to go out. Yeah, it's a cowardly definitely. way to go out, in my opinion, but it just, it really, uh, it really does, it, you do feel bad for him. You really do feel bad for him. Agreed. Um, all right, let's move on to Dorn really quick, because it was a quick scene in Dorne, but I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Varys is in Dorne, and um, also the Queen of Roses, is in, or Queen of Thorns is in Dorne, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. they're having a meeting with the Sand Snakes and um, their mom. Yeah. So, I am very excited about this, because, I mean, now she's got, Daenerys now only, not only has the Unsullied, the Greyjoy ships, and the Dothraki behind her, as well as Tyrion's knowledge and Varys's spy power. Yeah. She has, she has the second richest family 
in the Seven Kingdoms in the Tyrells mm-hmm. behind her. So she's got the money behind her. And she's got some of the fiercest warriors in the Seven Kingdoms in the Martells behind her of Dorne. Uh-huh. And yeah. Dorne, and the Martells and the Targaryens have always been kind of like partners because I know kind of this from the books and our friend Drew. Just he, the Martells are the one family or the one, the Dorne is the one kingdom that the Targaryens never conquered. Yeah. And, but they were always kind of friendly with each other and they kind mm-hmm. of just entered the fold naturally. So I think it's fitting that now, again, Dorne is going to team up with the Targaryens and they're going to hopefully go and take the Seven Kingdoms. So I think that's a really important scene that was really quick, but it was really important. Do you guys have any yeah. thoughts on that? No, but you can, you can say what you think. Alright, um, I didn't, I, I liked that scene. I liked how they were all coming together, mm-hmm. like, on one side of everything. Yeah. I like that. And what it really made me think is, like, Daenerys is, like, a general manager, mm-hmm. like, in the sports world. Because, like, she's putting together so many pieces yeah. to make, like, a great team. Like, she has Tyrion advising her. She has the Unsullied. She has Varys. Yeah. She has other houses now. She has the Greyjoys, the Martells, Tyrells. She has, like, everyone. She's put them all together instead of just, like, all right, gonna we're going to do this. You. Yeah. You know, she she's not being like, all right, I'm just going to conquer everybody. She's being she's she's been be really smart about it. Yeah, and yeah. Varys definitely helped with that though. Yeah, Varys did a definitely. great job, really uniting those both houses yeah. together. I really liked Queen of Thorns though. She was just like, shut yeah. up, shut up, shut up. Talk to me, yeah, <laughs> like, <you thought>. like, because <laughs> she was taking, she was pissed, and she just really she, she is such a great yeah. character. I love Queen of Thorns. She's yeah. She's honestly, you don't want to mess with her family uh-huh. at this point because she's willing to do anything for her family. Um, so. Agreed. Uh, I, I'm just really excited for where this is going. I th- think this is a great way for kind of storylines to start merging together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I totally forgot about everything that happened in Dorne until, like, the last the last episode because yeah. I don't think we yeah. haven't seen them since, like, the very beginning mm-hmm. of the season. So I was just like... Oh yeah, you guys exist. What's up? <laughs> so yeah, I I did really like what's going on there. And um, all right, let's move. Let's talk about Daenerys. Just a little side note here. Um, Bobby had to leave because he has work. So that mm-hmm. thanks for him to coming on, and we'll talk to him soon. Soon again, <laughs> maybe. Um, so all right, Bobby or no, Bobby Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> it's too confusing, Ozzy. What did you think of this whole situation with Daenerys and um, her saying her saying to Dario, mm-hmm. her saying to Dario, "You need to stay here. I need you here to keep the peace." And then her conversation with Tyrion. Um, I understand why she. I mean, I understand both aspects of it. Of I, I mean, I think it was dumb, but at the same time, I understand where it was coming from. I was like, okay, it was a smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he is an excellent warrior, so I do think he would help in the war. But I do understand that she needs someone there, also to really, um, to really have someone rule Marine and really say, okay, like I need you here to basically let them choose their own leaders at this point. Yeah. So I do understand why she did it. 
And at the same time, I don't think she really did love him mm-hmm. as much as he loved her. Yeah. So, um, I, I do agree on that point. Um, I under I think it might come back to bite her in the butt. Um, but I don't think as, I think as of now, it's just his character is not needed anymore. And I, I think it makes complete sense for him or for her to leave him there. I think Tyrion made complete sense. His reasoning, like you need to have the option to marry when you get to Kings or when you get to Seven Kings, because that's the best way to make, um, to make partners, uh, you know, to make allies. That's the word I was mm-hmm. looking for. So I think that made complete sense. And I, the, the scene after that where she's just, they, her and Tyrion have that moment where she, um, she says, you're my hand. I trust you. Like it was kind of like, it was just a satisfying thing because we've watched all this season. She hasn't seen it, but we've watched all the season how hard Tyrion was trying to keep the peace and to do what was in her interest, which I think it was interesting. I think she realizes that he could have left or he could have done whatever he wanted. He he could have done anything, but he, his ultimate goal was to do what she wanted. He trusted that she would be back. And I think she realizes that, you know, when she just flew away on a dragon at the end of season five, like it was, it could have been very easy for him to be like, no idea when she's coming back. Peace. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, so I do think that was really interesting. Um, anything else in kind of marine before we leave? I think I think she. I think they end up do really caring for one another. Really, yeah. Really. I mean, they haven't spent a lot of time together, but you do see that Tyrion really does care for her, and mm-hmm. he really does want her to be the queen. Yeah. And you do see that she starts to really care for him as well. And you know you really you're really satisfied with this moment because you've seen Tyrion work so hard in his life just to be given crap, and at the end of the season, like you see him work hard, and you know you see him like in a sense of like where he really like almost gets emotional because he finally gets yeah like the hand. It's not like it's not like he was like a replacement; like he earned it, like. She gave it to him because he really earned it. So it was a really great moment. And I'm really happy for him as well. Yeah. It was definitely aided by, um, by, uh, Peter Dinklage and Emilia Clark's chemistry. I think they do have really good chemistry on screen together. And I think that definitely really helps with those scenes because you really feel their connection. Even they are at odds, but I think they both kind of play off different sides of each other and it helps, um, to make both characters better. So I, I do, I really like that conversation, but let's kind of skip to the end of the storyline with basically we finally get the shot that we've been waiting for since the show started. Basically <laughs> we get Daenerys sailing with a fleet of ships and an army with dragons flying overhead <laughs> to Westeros. Yep. How happy were you when you saw that shot? I was just like, uh, freaking finally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pissed you're going to end soon, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let's, let's do this. It's fantastic finally knowing that we're, we're going to see everything hit the fans soon. Like, yeah. I'm satisfied knowing that we're, that she's going to be in King's Landing mm-hmm. 
She's going to be drawing dialogue with Cersei, I hope, saying all this stuff. Yeah. I'm interested to see where Tyrion talks to Jamie Because mm-hmm. you do see Jamie in Season 5 saying, I'm going to kill him for killing Dad. So you got, I want to see like Tyrion and him really say... I want to see Tyrion go, hey, man, I killed Dad because, you know, he was doing all this. He was a douche. <laughs> yeah, like, I really, like, I can't wait to hear all this yeah. dialogue between these characters. I'm really excited. Um, so it's it's really exciting yes, to really definitely. see all this really, like, and, hit the fans. Yeah, right? and even though I do think there is going to be a speed bump on the, on the way to Westeros, I am so not worried about it because you look at, like we were talking about before, Every single time they hit a road a roadblock with Nerys' storyline, it just adds to her strength and her as a character. Yes. So I am not worried about anything that comes her way because I just think it'll help. That's yeah, all I can she do. is fantastic. Um, let's jump into let's jump into John. We need to we need to jump into John because I don't think we got into him yeah. too much in this episode. Well, let let let's start with Winterfell as a whole. Yeah, and then we'll go to I think what we're all talking, or what we all want to talk about yeah. here. <laughs> um, okay. So, Winterfell. First, we get the conversation with Sansa and John, where they're like, we need to trust each other, and I know we read different things about, because Sansa also has a conversation with Littlefinger. And then you, you see where um, John is, is talking to Melisandre. Yes. yes. Um, okay, so what did you think of how Sansa handled the conversation with Littlefinger? I think she did a fantastic job because, mm-hmm. you know, all this time people have really been playing Sansa and mm-hmm. Sansa's like, I'm done being played. Yeah. So I love how she just walked away and she's like, oh, cute picture. Yeah. <laughs> so really good. See, and I, I did really like that. Yeah. And then you see Littlefinger again, try to get into her head and she's like, okay, well let's see. And then you see the payoff that he was wrong. So I, it, I, I like disagree, it. but I, I, I do really like that. And I think it, again, I do think that's leading to conflict, but we'll see who ends up being right on that one. Um, yeah. And then we also get Melisandre and Davos, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. and that I was not expecting that conversation to be as freaking entertaining as it was. I was locked in when that was happening because yeah. Davos was like, she killed a little girl. Like she's a murderer. It's time. We, we I want to cut off her head. <laughs> like he was like, I want to kill her. And John was like, I, you could, he didn't necessarily say it, but you could see just the look on his face. He's like, she brought me back to life. I can't kill her. Yeah. Like he, I, I'm pretty sure he wanted her to stay and yeah. it looked like he wanted her to stay and it looked mm-hmm. like it really pained him to really see her go. Like yeah. he, he didn't want to kill her mm-hmm. because one, I feel like he does feel like he owes her because she brought him back to life. Cause, and she brought up a great point. Like they wouldn't be where they are. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for her bringing back um, John Snow, yeah. So you know he it pained him to see him go, but he had to do something. So I did think that he showed her mercy by saying, "Just ride south." Yeah, um, I agree, and I think that's a, again the Ned Stark parented or Ned Stark upbringing um, that he had. It kind of was like, "All right, give him give mercy when you have room to," and I do think that's when he what he was doing. Um, I, I do think she'll be back. Uh, yeah, I don't think she's, I I think she has to be back because I think they do need her. Yes. I think she is going, I think ultimately she's going to end up 
in King's Landing, uh-huh. and she will team up with Daenerys by the time Daenerys takes over. That's when we're going to see Melisandre again. And she's going to let Mil- she's going to let Daenerys know about Jon. Yes, for sure. Well, I don't think she knows. She doesn't know. No, no, but she's going to let her know that John John is, you know... Someone to trust, you know? Yeah. Um, I agree on that. And I do think, also, we're going to have an interesting team. This is my... This is kind of leaning in predictions. But I think the ultimate team up that we're going to get when we have Daenerys coming north to fight the White Walkers, probably, Mm -hmm. is I think Arya is going to be with them. Because I think Arya... Think about her list. Most of the people on her list are in King's Landing. I think Arya's on her way to King's Landing now that she's taking care of the praise. Um, so I think that's where she's going. I think Melisandre's going there, and Daenerys is obviously going there. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a little bit of a team up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so let's move on to my favorite scene in this entire episode. Before I promise we will get to this last thing. <laughs> but before we get there, my favorite scene in this entire episode was basically a repeat of my one of my original favorite scenes of the entire show, King of the North. King of oh, the North. yes. I, I Look, I love that scene from season three, I believe. Um, yeah. Maybe like right. season two. I don't remember. Um, but I love that scene. Um, it gives me goosebumps every time. And this one was no different. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Like, because, like, there's just something about Northerners and their just desire to, like, declare independence, which is basically what they do whenever they declare a new king in the North. They're like, no, screw whatever king is in the South. I'm tired of this. And that freaking little girl. Um, Lady Mormon. Lady I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what this actress's name is. She is great. But she is, I'm telling you, every time I see her on screen, she's like a little adult in, in, mm-hmm. in form. Like, she is yeah. the most mature child I've seen on the show. <laughs> Arguably next to Arya when yeah. she was a kid. Because it's just, she's so fantastic. She just takes charge and she just, she's so blunt. Yeah. I love it. Um, she is fantastic. Um, and I think her leading off that scene was an incredible decision by the writers. And I'm so happy it happened like that. And that scene was just so good because John is basically like, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, well, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Like you can tell, he doesn't necessarily. This is not something he wants, really. But I just, he's excited. Yeah, like and the whole King of the North chanting—that's great. But I think it's even added to by the fact that they're all like, "I don't care if you're a bastard. I don't care. You have Ned Stark's blood." Um, not really, but you have Ned Stark's yeah, blood. Technically he does. Technically he well, does. He's, he's got Stark. Stark. He's got Stark blood, not Ned Stark's blood, but he has Stark blood running through his veins and they all think it's Ned Stark's blood. So to be fair to them, but it, I don't care. They're like, I don't care. You are our king. You just led a very small amount of men, um, to reclaim Winterfell. So you're the kings. I don't care. And I think that's brilliant, and it's so, like, heartwarming, I guess. It's just, you can get behind that. I, I loved it. Uh-huh. Um, now, we have definitely mentioned it now. Let's just get right into it. R plus J, or R, R plus... L plus R, R equals yeah, L, J. Yeah, L plus R equals R plus L equals J. R plus L. There we go. Sorry, I'm getting our letters mixed up. <laughs> We've been talking for a while. Excuse us, book readers. Um, R plus L equals J. 
Um, we got confirmation, and I know some people on the internet are like, were still like, oh, I don't know, they kind of muted it down. If you don't know what she was saying, it could have been something else. Um, just for your information, people, um, HBO released a, an official image that basically showed the connections between all these characters, especially old characters that we've never seen, but we've heard talked about. Mm -hmm. And it explicitly, explicitly shows that, yes, that is how it is. Our Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark are the parents of Jon Snow. Yeah, and you, you definitely see that. You, the, the way the show goes in transitions the scene, you, uh -huh. they, they it's made it obvious that yeah. Lyanna Stark is, <clears throat> in fact, John's mother. Yeah. So you can seriously argue. So, I mean, I could maybe see, maybe some people arguing about Rhaegar, but you can 100% yeah. guarantee that Lyanna uh -huh. is his mother. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, you understand that, that, um, when she tells Ned, she's like, Robert will kill him. Yeah. Robert will kill him. And I feel like Ned obviously took it because that's, that's his sister's kid. And that's yeah. the only thing he really has left to remind him of Liana. So, yeah. uh, Liana. So it's, it's definitely. Yeah. And definitely it's good. so important. I think yeah. maybe people who just watched the show and kind of like are unaware of the internet theories and things like that will think, what, what does this matter? What is this? But it is so important because this makes John the Song of Fire and Ice. Yes. He is the child of a Targaryen and a Stark. It's so key. He is such an, an integral he's, figure to the show now. Honestly, probably. He already was. He's probably arguably like the most important character at this With point. With Daenerys, yeah. Because, I mean, we don't know. And, to, and like people are saying online, like we actually don't know if Rhaegar secretly married Lyanna, because mm -hmm. it, from Robert's narrative, they kidnapped her, but we don't know. They could have run away together. Exactly. They could have gone, they could have run, ran away together and mm -hmm. they could have gotten married. So yeah. in reality, John can actually have a claim to the Iron Throne because Daenerys is now his aunt. Yeah. <laughs> so he actually has a bigger claim to the Iron Throne than Daenerys does. Yeah. If he's not a bastard, which we don't know. Which, that's something that could be revealed, but that won't be something that can be necessarily proved. Unless, this could make Sam's storyline. This is another random, completely theory, which, don't want to get to it yet, but I've got to throw it out there before I forget. <laughs> um, maybe Sam's in this huge library now. Mm -hmm. Maybe somehow they have documentation of this marriage. And Sam can find it and be like, what? <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> and maybe he can put it together and he would have proof that he's, I don't know, that's just a random thought. Um, don't kill me if it's a stupid theory, people, but whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is so important and I was so happy when we were going there and they showed it in the preview to the episode or in the recap of what's been going on. They were like reminding people about Liana and how she was kidnapped, quote-unquote, by Rhaegar. So they were trying to get people caught up to speed. Anybody who wasn't aware of that was a theory. They are trying to get people caught up. And I think it was perfectly executed. I am so happy. Like, I do question why they muted some of that dialogue out, but I think it... I don't care. It, it was confirmation. We've gotten confirmation from HBO. Who knows what they were saying. Maybe that will become important later, but whatever. So I am really happy with that. 
<laughs> yeah, like it's it's fantastic, yep, and then very we're gonna get into theories really soon. But like this was an mm-hmm. amazing episode. Finally, finding out John's parents. Yep. it was great. Okay, um, real quick, let's talk about Arya, and then because we are running pretty long here, so let's talk about Arya, and then we'll get into our quick predictions. Um, what did you think of what Arya did? <laughs> I was just like, where did you come from? The most <laughs> like, shocking part of the like, episode. Like, I'm pretty, like, you were, you were sure 100%. Like, I was like, yeah, maybe, but like, you were 100% sure that like, she was done for this season. You did not know yeah. where the heck she can come. I was like, I mean, yeah, maybe he's right. I don't know. And she just took off her mask. I'm just like. Yeah. That's why it got me. I was not expecting Arya back at all. Not at all. <laughs> and then she comes back and you're just like, and this, the way they set it up to where like, she's got this mask on, right? And you have no idea. You're like, who the heck is this chick? And she's like, they're here. And he's like, where are my sons? And they're here. And then he realizes, and it's just, you're like, ooh, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> and like that scene was so good. And Arya, I think you have to question it. Like, Arya's doing some pretty dark stuff at this point. And I know we all root for her, but I think we all look at it, like, take a step back and don't, don't look at just Arya as, like, the person we're attached to, but look at what she's doing. She's doing some pretty messed up crap. Mm-hmm. And to me, the best thing to compare it to is Breaking Bad. Which I know you don't like Breaking Bad, but the one thing with Breaking Bad, we've had this conversation before, is the character development. To where you're rooting for the main character all the whole way, you're like, yes, do it, do it. But then when you look back at what he's doing and the decisions he's making, and the darker it gets, you're just like, he's making really bad decisions. And, and I, think, I think that's the way Arya is right now. And I think, I think, getting into our theories, I think, okay, I think she's going to kind of really humanize herself. I think since she is going to King's Landing, she's going to see Daenerys. She's mm-hmm. going to see all these people, and. She's going to see, like, these, she's going to see these women saying, like, all right, like, this is cool. I understand you can kill and stuff like that, but, like, you know, you really need to tone it yeah. down. Because, you know, the, she literally chopped up, yeah. like, this man's kids <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she cooked them up. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa. So I think she's really going to start to, like, really dehumanize herself and really start to understand and really, really, Take responsibility for mm-hmm. her, like for her powers now, in a sense, mm-hmm. like her, her skills, and really start to really hone them in, and really control yeah. them, and really know when to use them. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be, I think it's gonna be a good thing. I think right now we're just seeing her go rogue, yeah, and then she's gonna start to really control. Yeah. Do you think she? Do you agree with me that she's gonna that she's basically on her way to King's Landing right now? That's where she's gonna make her way. Either she's going there or she's going to the north because I think because she does want to go home because I think she does want to. I don't think she knows a lot of what's going on in Winterfell, so mm-hmm. I think so. I think maybe she wants to kill the Boltons. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm thinking that maybe she wants to go ahead and like take out the Boltons, maybe but we or don't maybe know what she knows she she could know, but she, then she could know, and then yeah. she could be happy, and then she, maybe she could be heading yeah, to King's Landing, exactly. or she could be going to the north. So I think it's either, either or she could be going either either place. I think she's so detached that at this point, like emotionally, that even if she finds out, oh, the Boltons are dead, and my family is back in charge of Winterfell, I think most people would be like, oh, so I should go home and be with my family. 
I think she's so detached emotionally that she's just going to move on. She's going to go to King's Landing. Um, I don't think she's as detached, but I think her reason for to go to King's Landing is to basically say, like, okay, like, my family's safe, but I still want to take revenge against those who did harm against them. Yeah. So I don't think it's that, Maybe. I don't think, I don't think she's necessarily, like, detached from them or, like, emotionless towards them at this point. I just feel like she, like, okay, like, if she heard that, that John did everything, she's going to be like, okay, my sister's safe, he's safe, I'm, I need to still mm-hmm. take care of my business. The fact that it's John might help your argument because she was probably, she was the closest to John other than maybe Rob than any of the other Stark kids. Yeah, so, and she, he's the one who gave her Needle. Yep. And Needle is, Agreed. is that one thing that really holds her to herself. Mm-hmm. So I do think that might be the, one of the reasons as to why she goes, because she wants yeah. to see John and she, she misses John. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons as to why she possibly mm-hmm. might go, because I think that's, Another person who who's, can really, really hone her and really say, like, yo, like, you need to uh-huh. tone it down. Like, understand. And it's, yeah. But just try to really control yourself. Okay. So, speaking of Winterfell and John, where do you think, like, okay, I know we disagree on what's, what's happening with Sansa. Mm-hmm. But to me, there can't be really any conflict. Like, they're just going to stay put in Winterfell unless conflict comes here's, to them. Here's, here's the thing. Here's my theory about John at this point, okay? I feel that I feel that everybody's going to find out that he is Rhaegar Targaryen's but kid. How? I don't know how. I don't know how to be honest with you, but I do feel that they're, that everybody's going to find out. I, eventually. I do, I do feel, eventually I do feel that everybody's going to find out. So, here's my theory. I feel that John is going to go to King's Landing. And I feel that he might be king alongside with Daenerys willing as queen. So I'm not, that's a theory, but because I do think that they do, here's the thing, because the, the seven kingdoms are basically uniting at this point to go against Cersei and take over the throne. They also need the North. They also need the North yeah. in a sense to really unite the seven kingdoms. And in order to unite the seven kingdoms, they also need to take out the, the threat of, um, the Night King. Mm-hmm. So I do think in order to really solidify, because a north, the north is really a big chunk of the seven kingdoms. Yeah. You can't deny that. It's the largest kingdom. Yeah. I think in order, I, in order to solidify that, that whole entire thing would have, you would have to have John really stay in King's Landing because the north trusts him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Sansa would really take over, uh, the North at, mm-hmm. at that point. I really think that she would pop, possibly be queen of the North at that point because you so really So you're talking do. end game, like at the end. This is yeah, end game because I do think, I do think you need someone that's Northern to be in the South to really also help the North's yeah. uh, interests but, as well. Agreed. I, I do think that there's a strong possibility that John is the one who ends up on top at the end. Yeah, like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if he's gonna be, like, I don't think they're gonna marry, I mean, maybe they that, do, I don't know, but... That would be weird. Um, She's his aunt. <laughs> no, but, um, you can, you can also argue that Ares married his cousin. Oh, that's and true. They, like, a lot of, a lot of the family, like, a lot of the families, a lot of people yeah, don't realize but, this, but a lot of the people in the, fa- I think the Northerners are really the only ones who really don't keep it in the family. But uh, I think, like, no, it's you have... Of, it was only the Targaryens who did was, that. And, and then, then it was the it was the Lannisters. Well, yeah, but they were because they were weird and they were like that's like, that's why it's such a total frown upon. Tywin Tywin married his cousin. Yeah, distinct. I mean, it's not yeah, like still a cousin though, bro. It's still yeah, family man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, but I do think I do think uh, that they need to have someone in 
in the yeah. in the north. Yeah, I mean in the north and the south. So. Yeah, <laughs> in the north and the south. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm for me, I, I'm just kind of looking more even short. Yeah, I just don't know where the conflict for the for Winterhell is going to come from. Are people? Going- I think it's going to come from Littlefinger. To be honest, with agreed. You, which is why from- I think Sansa is going to be. It's going to cause problems. I don't think. So, I Whatever. don't think. I don't understand why you think Sansa is the one that caused. I think you really have to watch that scene again, bro. Okay. Because I think. All right. All right. I think. Fair enough. I, I'm going to watch the episode again. Fair because enough. I think, because you genuinely see Sansa. Sansa at this point thinks every single one of her siblings is dead. So there's no reason for her to really wish ill upon John. She really cares for John, and that whole scene you can really see that she's genuinely happy for John. So right. like I will watch it again, so and I, I will eat my words if I'm wrong. But I, just I genuinely think I like. So it, I think she really cares for John, and she does not want anything bad to happen. All right. Um. Okay. Let's move on. Do you think that Daenerys? Do you think next, like, o- opening scene of next season or the beginning of next season, we're going to get Daenerys arriving in Westeros? Or do you think that it, it, something's going to happen? Because I think Euron is going to be a speed bump for her. Uh, I don't know how he would have caught up. Um, to be honest, mm-hmm. I don't really know how he would have caught up. But, um, but not even like because they're coming from opposite directions, so they could meet. You know, it's not like she, he's behind her and he's trying to catch up to her. Okay, if there is a conflict, I don't think it's going to last very long. I think yeah. it might be for like an episode or two, and that's yeah. it. Because okay. I don't. Because she has all these people rallying behind her. And the only thing that he has is the Iron Islands. And half the Iron Islands are with Theon uh, and Yara. So, you know, it's going to be a. Like, it's, I do think we're going to get a Euron and Cersei team up. It's like. It's honestly at this point, it's gonna, it's like a tsunami against like a little rock. Like mm-hmm. I think that's the literal, like the only thing. Okay, so you're with me then uh, when it comes to Cersei. So you think that her reign is not going to last long? She's got too few allies and too many enemies. She's not going to last. I think. I think it's going to be interesting. I do think that she will possibly scar Daenerys in a sense of like, well, mm-hmm. she will. Have Daenerys really? You think she'll put up a decent fight? I think she's gonna have a pretty because you you basically saw her taking out a crap ton of her enemies, yeah. but making a crap ton of new ones. So mm-hmm. it's you do see that if Cersei wants something, she will get it if she really wants it. Mm-hmm. At the end, you and you've seen it throughout the whole entire show that Endgame she does want to be, in, yeah, like she does want to be the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, and now she's the ruler of the Seven Kingdoms. I agree. It took her a while, but she still she accomplished it. So you know, I do think that she is going to be Daenerys's, like you know, really it's going to be a tough battle for her. Yeah. Um, she someone also you also need to have someone figure out how the heck they're going to take out the mountain. I mean, you can True. arguably uh, have, like, a dragon come in and just, like, bite him, but, like, <laughs> he's the mountain. Like, we don't know. Good. Fair point. <laughs> Very fair point. I I, I know people are, again, people are saying, oh, she's dangerous now. She doesn't have her kids to care about. But I, I just don't see her lasting long, I think. I don't she's think she's a character. Gonna... She's, she's reached her peak as a character, and I think she's only got down to go from here. Yeah, I mean... No, she's going to be dangerous in the sense of, like, yeah. she's very, like, she yeah. has basically no emotions and, and stuff like that. But I do think that 
season seven will possibly be her last, her last season. So that's my all right. Thing. Um, do you have any other predictions, or do you want to? Because we're running really long here. So, <laughs> um, I think that's it for me. Do you have okay. anything else? Nope. Um, do you have a recommendation? Um, dang, a recommendation. You know, I was thinking about a recommendation the other day, but I, I totally lost it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll throw mine out. Um, I just realized this was on Netflix. Um, the best picture winner from last year, Spotlight. If you haven't seen that movie, please go watch it. I know everyone, I know we might definitely disagree. I know you definitely disagree, but a lot of people would be like, oh, Mad Max should have won Best Picture. Um, look, Spotlight was a deserving Best Picture winner, and if you haven't seen it, but you're still like, oh, it shouldn't have won, watch the movie, please. It's a very, um, very powerful movie, and it's very eye-opening. So I think it's definitely worth watching. Great acting, one of the best scripts I've seen in a long time. So check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, do you have anything or not really? I mean, we're doing, by the way, we're going to be doing a lot of episodes this weekend. So I mean, <laughs> maybe you can just throw some in there. Anything? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and suggest and recommend that recommend <laughs> recommend um that you guys watch star wars <laughs> the force awakens because that is an amazing movie i mean if you're listening to this and you ever watch star wars <laughs> the force awakens good on you um, <laughs> have fun with that um that's my recommendation at this point but like, you should have watched that already it's a great movie I mean, um, it's it's not like an amazing one. Like, okay. Oh my uh, gosh, we'll you have, need to say it. But like, I mean, it's, it's you know, you should watch it. It's it's a fun movie. Oh, we'll have this debate. <laughs> um, okay, so this weekend um, we are going to have a review of Tarzan, Tarzan, the BFG, and um, possibly the Swiss Army Man and Neon Demon. So we'll see. Maybe when we can fit yeah, all those in. We'll, we'll figure it out, but those episodes will most likely be coming out this weekend. We'll try to get two more in, unless we try to squeeze three reviews in one <laughs> and then skip one of those movies. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but we will have a at least one more episode this weekend, most likely two. Um, so just be on the lookout for those, and make sure, please, 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 rate and review this on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. And Where can they find you, Carlos? Yeah. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Cheery456. And also, one more thing, I'd like to thank Bobby for coming on. Um, I know he didn't have much time, so, but thanks for coming on for the little time he could. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. We appreciate it. Guys, please feel free to listen and subscribe. We are Screen Fellas, and we hope that you enjoyed the show.